Welcome to the Florida Madcaps, your ultimate guide to experiencing fantastic and unique destinations across our magnificent state. Join us while we lead you on a journey of exploration, recreation, and conservation. The popularity of Florida's natural wonders is on the rise, and our mission is to be your go-to source for conscientious recreation. We encourage you to get out and explore these breathtaking sites and to leave them even better than you found them through individual actions and group advocacy. Join the Florida Madcaps as we discover the beauty of our incredible state together. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Florida Madcaps podcast. It's me, Ryan, a.k.a. the Florida Excursionist, and I'm here with the Florida-famous Sunshine State Seekers. And we're talking about... Tomoka, Tomoka, Tomoka. Tomoka. <laughs> Tomoka Basin? The, 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 the Tomoka, State yeah, Parks? Tomoka Basin State Parks is their like collective name. Yeah, on the, on the State Park website. And they got logos and stuff for it, too, because they, they want you to check out the whole area right there. And they're all like really close. So, yeah. I mean, there's a reason it's packaged that way. And I am especially fond of them because it's hiking, paddling, and history. Those are the things that I value out of. There's much more to do. That's just what I like. And plants. Very heavily wooded area. It's yep. it's a very pretty little piece of the state there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What encompasses this is Bulow Creek, Bulow Plantation, Tomoka State Park, and Addison Blockhouse. Before we get started, I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, our partner, the Florida Springs Council, they are fighting to protect the springs. And if you go to www.floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps, they'll send you a free sticker and you can sign up and get some of their email alerts that allow you to, to advocate for the springs. All right. So what are we going to start with? Um, Might as well start with the namesake, uh, Tomoka State Park, kind of oh. like the crowned jewel of uh, the location. Okay, so the southern, it's a little, I think the southern park in that, that group. So it's a lot of things to do there. It has a nice boat ramp. The campground's really nice. Yeah, We've, we've really camped there a couple of times. Campground. Yeah. And I think the quintessential thing is their Tomoka statue, which was a recreation. It's not like, I, I think they made it uh, back in the days where uh, roadside attractions mm-hmm. were more of a thing. But it's a. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's very, very big, very over the top, a uh, little bit gaudy. Uh, I'm not sure how historically accurate it is. I'm going to say probably not much, but it's really neat. <laughs> well, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but when I did, it was falling in disrepair. But if I look at some of the Florida Memory Project photos of it, it was pretty elaborate. There was, mm-hmm. you know, fountains and all kinds of stuff. I think they used to do like performances around it. Uh, like, uh, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, when we were younger, there was a lot of the, uh, Southern Bell, uh, reenactments of women in big hoop skirts and stuff like that. Uh, and I believe they did those kind of things there. Cypress well. Gardens. Yeah. Kind Cypress of stuff, Gardens yeah. kinds of stuff. Not historically accurate, but, uh, entertaining. <laughs> nice. Yeah, in that little area where the statue is, it's it's kind of at the end of a point. So a lot of the the park itself is on on sort of a long peninsula that uh, is between um, the intracoastal and then has another little little piece there. But you can the boat ramp is very close to there for for launching kayaks and stuff like that. And if you go to where the the statue is, it's a that's an excellent spot to watch uh, 
we went with uh, Brittany and my dad, and yeah. uh, we watched the the sunset there. And that was the first and time Matt. we met your uh, future brother-in-law, our future yeah. brother-in-law. It was a nice, nice park, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And I'd say out of all these parks, one of the good things about them as a combo is there's a little bit of everything for everyone mm-hmm. and every ability level, uh, right from things with ADA accessibility, accessibility to the Addison Blockhouse where... <laughs> good luck finding it, let alone uh, good luck getting ev- even to the island where it is. It's, we couldn't it's find an adventure. It. We, Ryan did. Yeah, Ryan found it. Um, I don't know. Do we want to go there next? Because that's kind of in the area. Yeah, let's, sure. let's hop on a kayak and uh, head over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come well, with me. Um, I'll touch on some a little bit of the history on uh, Tomoka. And if you're if you're going there to to access, well, the easiest way to access that blockhouse is to start at Tomoka State Park and then launch from the the boat ramp there. And that's what we did. Yeah. And it's great to do a picnic because there's no shortage of pavilions and picnic tables all over the park. It was the Spanish visited there and they encountered the Timucuan Indians. I do not know how to pronounce the village name, but I think it's uh, No Coraco village. Uh, and it was a major uh, Timucuan village. Unfortunately, after being exposed to diseases that the you know by the Europeans that they had uh, no immunity for, and the Timucuan of Americans ceased to exist, it was turned into a plantation. It was a plantation area, and then territory of Florida changed hands in seventeen eighty five. I believe that ceased to exist. There was a little bit of history with Native Americans and enslaved peoples, and you know some of the plantations. Addison Blockhouse has a was the McRae plantation. Uh, that had, was much shorter lived, and it was burned down and attacked by the Seminoles in 1836. Carolina Volunteers a Regiment, they used the Addison Blockhouse, which was kitchen for the overseer at the, the plantation originally. They built up fortifications around it, some conflict with the Seminoles. They fought the Seminoles there. A few soldiers died, and they basically withdrew. They said there's a lot of earthworks around the area, so I definitely want to go back and see it. Uh, and I want to see there's walls of the McRae uh, plantation that are still there that I did not see either. But, uh, yeah, you you basically have to paddle from the boat ramp, I guess, upriver, or it's to the south. You find a spot around, you know, Addison Blockhouse where you can you basically tie off your kayak, and then you got to go tromp the wood, woods to find it. And they have, like, a little Iron Ranger. Yeah. Right next to where it is. I did not see that. Yeah, we did see the Iron Ranger. I think this one kind of, uh, if you know about the Florida State Park Passport Program, this one's kind of a a thorn because technically I think they say there's no access to it, though it is one of the parks you're supposed to visit to get a stamp. Um, I know you you have to go through private property if you want to get there from land. So that's unless you get permission some kind uh, to get through there. That's not uh, an accessible route. So that's why you have to go from Tomoka um, via waterways. I'll tell you what, one of the most exciting or I don't know how to say exciting, but it was it was a very interesting adventure. It was not easy and which made it pretty rewarding. To, to actually go through there. I want to go back because I, I went with, uh, I know I, I spoke on another episode that we did. I had family with me that, that was not interested in seeing the blockhouse. So I had to go at it alone, but they were uh, Creekside and they ended up just waiting, waiting for me. And after, you know, spending about five or 10 minutes at the blockhouse, I got the phone call. When are you coming back? 
<laughs> so I had to head back. But there was some, you know, shell mounds and all kinds of interesting things there. I definitely want to bring some uh, better footwear because I was just wearing water shoes mm-hmm. going through all that. I definitely, definitely want- say if you're going to that to that park and trying to look for it to choose your adventure buddies carefully. Someone who likes the same type of a bushwhacking type two fun as you might. Uh, that's one of the reasons and no offense to our friend, cause it's just not for everybody. Uh, the one of the reasons we didn't end up locating the blockhouse when we were there is some people just don't want to go bushwhacking. They don't want to go in the tall grass. It's too overwhelming, too unfamiliar for them. Um, and it's, it's we would have found it. We would have found it. It's slightly infuriating because we are tracking our route on our watches, and we when we went back uh, home, we were looking at where we went, and we are probably like twenty feet. Yeah, we ended it. up getting the coordinates from somebody, and we looked at the. And we yeah. can see it after we found out from the coordinates exactly it was like where it was. Behind some trees, yeah, and we were so close. We were right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically like a little, just a little structure with a kind of a rounded wall. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no roof on it. Uh, I think the base, I think there was some, uh, there was, the base was there, you know, in the 1800s when they, during the, the Seminole Indian Wars. But I think in the 1920s, they added up more on the on the top of it. Um, it's interesting to see. I, I like that kind of stuff, but I, I found it by dumb luck. It wasn't like, you know, it was, I, I just started looking up in the, the trees to where I could see maybe a little bit of a clearing because I was having no no luck myself. Once I saw a clearing and started walking up to it. Then I was able to, uh, you know, I zeroed in. There was a there was a tent at the time that looked like it had gotten trashed by a storm, uh, covering over it like an awning. Th- that was a lot of fun. I want to do it again. So if you guys uh, are, maybe we could do it together. Yes. Yeah, I grab was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> and that way we can stay out there and then uh, we can see all the interesting things. I want to see the the walls of the, the old McRae ruins as well. So that brings us down to I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm missing from this one. Uh, how about Bulow uh, Creek? I've done some hiking there. That was actually an interesting hike. That's a really pretty area for sure. Um, I, I guess the main the main entrance there is going to be where the Fairchild Oak is. Yes, it's the. Um, it, I, I do believe it's it's definitely the largest oak tree in Florida. It's the largest one I've seen. It's anyways. it's really impressive. It's huge. I know we were with you, your dad, Matt, and myself, and we all grasped hands uh, to go around the tree. We were like halfway around. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we got a picture. We're maybe halfway around the tree. So I don't know how many how many Stevens it take to <laughs> to circumvent the whole thing. These massive <laughs> limbs come out of like come out. In above, and they go like in the ground and come back out. Like, yeah, I've never seen that. So, would you say it's like a, a seven Stevens wide tree? <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. I, I don't know. Maybe even more, depending on which one you bring along. Um, and then the Fairchild Oak, if you read a sign there, I believe on the sign it says it is 2,000 years old, which that is not how long oak trees live. That would be very cool. Uh, but doing more research. Is, I, is that in dog years? <laughs> Maybe, maybe oak years. I don't know. Uh, uh, but the Fairchild Oak, after doing some research online, is anywhere from four to 600 years old, which is still very impressive. It's a very old and beautiful oak tree. Still looks very healthy, uh, at least when we saw it last. Uh, doesn't look like it's going anytime soon, but, you know. It looks no no older <laughs> than 40 years. It's a, it's a healthy, vibrant. She's a beautiful tree. Yeah. <laughs> 
Still got a lot of spring in its step. I really enjoyed it. it when I got my brand new GoPro for the like the first time, I took it out there and put it on like the wide angle view and just got the the pictures of that tree. It was absolutely amazing. That park, there's trails that go from there and go all the way to Bulow Plantation State Park. Uh, and they go through some, you know, some forests. Uh, you can take some along the marshes. I, I was going to say, they think that's one that sometimes the trails are kind of squishy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a, a trail run there. Yeah. And uh, there were Ooh, the little that's... marsh areas were cool. They had like little little small bridges and stuff. Is that where you hurt your foot? Yeah, that's where oh. I twisted my ankle. That's his, he's had, he's had issues rolling his ankle since then. So mm. it's a, a, a cautionary tale with the outcome saying, listen to your girlfriend or future wife mm-hmm. when she says, I think we should stop running. You hurt your foot. Don't keep running <laughs> for no, a few I'm more good. miles. Uh, some pain you don't want to run through. Um, so unfortunately, it was a beautiful, beautiful um, hike or wonderful run. But yeah, listen to your body and your lady. <laughs> I could see Chris. Chris, you know, he's a <laughs> macho man. He just wanted to power through it. Like, I got this. Macho, macho <laughs> I don't know if that song is helping you, though. <laughs> it's I, really pretty scenery, though. Yeah, I'm one of the weird few people, I haven't met too many, who are like me that prefer the wet trails. As long as you're wearing the right shoes and you're prepared for it, I love it. Especially if it's hot outside because the water's typically cool, cooling your feet off while you're hiking or running. I, I like it. I had a lot of fun. In that area. But I do remember coming across some ladies who did not like it. <laughs> and they were voicing their opinions quite loudly. I don't know if in that specific area it's it's affected. But the um, uh, the whole area is, is very tidal because it's close to the coast. And there's even on some of the roads that go through these these really pretty in between these parks and stuff, these really pretty um, like salt marshes and estuaries and stuff. There's There's signs on the road that say... Road floods during tide, mm-hmm. like so, you kind of have to something to be aware of. Yeah, and it seems like a really popular fishing spot. It's really beautiful driving through those uh, little areas with the, mm-hmm. the oak canopies yeah. and stuff. It's a it's a very pretty area just across the board. I enjoyed hiking there. I went when it was not not too wet. Uh, sometimes it just depends on the, the when I'm hiking and where and and, and all the the circumstances. Uh, sometimes I'm okay with you know getting my feet wet, and other times I don't. Um, but on that one, I could see that mud just being one of the ones that just swallow your shoe. You know, you step down into it and you you bring up a muddy sock, and then you got to do that funny balancing act. Hopefully, you have a hiking stick and you're reaching into the mud, and, you know, pulling on your shoe, and the mud doesn't want to give it up and Probably America's Funniest Home Videos uh, kind of Was that scene in the right Never Ending Story or something? <laughs> Trey, you. <laughs> the, the, the horse that gives up. Oh, like the I traumatic. Tried to, tried to watch that one with the kids and they did not get past that scene, which at the is at the very beginning. So <laughs> we did not get very far. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie because they didn't show that scene. They showed this the big turtle, which I thought was great as a as a young child, you know. And then you have the those weird statues that are shooting laser beams out of their eyes. <laughs> <you know. laughs> luckily, the Tomoka statue doesn't do that. No, so you no. have to worry about that. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if it did, though. <laughs> Could you just imagine? <laughs> Tomoka, Tomoka. <laughs> yeah, the eyelids slowly opening. I don't know. I don't want to say that too loud. It might 
awaken the statue. Maybe it does. Uh, you guys are at my house too, so <laughs> try not to invoke any <laughs> evil spirits because you guys will leave. You guys are going back home. And <laughs> I live here alone, and next thing I know, I got a poltergeist coming out of my TV. You never know. Yeah, I'd be thanks as a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next to um, Beulah Creek, which if you hike Beulah Creek, you can either start it from Beulah Creek at the Fairchild Oak or at the other side down um, at Bulow Plantation. There's a ton of history connected mm-hmm. to that place. There's, and it's cool looking. Yes. <laughs> the so, ruins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's the actual plantation house was thoroughly destroyed by the uh, Seminole Indians. But before that, a little bit before that, uh, they had a very distinguished visitor, Mr. Uh, Autobahn, the famed naturalist. Uh, he stopped by. I think he believe he left a General Hernandez's uh, plantation, which General Hernandez also was notable because he was the one who arrested Osceola under the white flag of truce, which was pretty shameful at the time. But so they resulted to some uh, deceptive practices to arrest Osceola. After he was arrested, he was never free. He ended up dying in captivity. So uh, Autobahn left that uh, that gentleman's uh, plantation. And came to visit Bulow. Uh, and then a few years later, at the start of the Second Seminole War, uh, the the you know the, the the plantations that were there were a lot of plantations in that area that were very productive, and the Seminoles wanted to disrupt that. And so they they led a chain of attacks on them, which ultimately, after they wiped out the plantations, they never came back. So it it was it was pretty effective. Um, but the Beulah was actually on good terms. He did a lot of training, trading with the Seminoles. And after other plantations were attacked, uh, the residents were, you know, escaping to his. And Mr. Putnam came with a militia, I believe. Beulah didn't want him there. Just a nice welcome militia. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> hey, we're bringing you guys over to San Augustine. It's getting a little too hot here. And Beulah was like, uh, get off my land. And I believe shot a cannon at him. I don't know if it had shot in it or what. Uh, if you had a sizable military on your property, that they was pretty much marking it for destruction by the Seminoles. So yeah, the, um, it didn't take kindly to Beulah's firing a cannon at him. They basically put him under arrest, and then uh, built some earthworks and camped out on his property for a little bit before returning to St. Augustine. After they left, the Seminoles came in and burned it down. Uh, there's still some like scorch marks where his actual uh, sugar processing little area was. So there's like these massive, I think it's coquina. I don't know if it's coquina or tabby. It's like a red coquina. I don't know. I don't know the A lot of the structure. <laughs> it's beautiful. A lot of the structure remains. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's really neat because you're allowed pretty much full access to walk around this mm-hmm. really old. And that's another one with some cool oaks around it. Some more twisty ones. Uh, just very uh, picturesque. Yes. Between where the parking area, like the main parking area, and when you're walking to where, you know, the, the sugar processing area was where they were, where they you know, they cooked, they had the kettles and the fires. It was like a little spring there. It's not flowing anymore. It's just, it was just a water source, but there was the, um, the people that were enslaved. That was their, their houses or whatever you want to call it were there. And they've found a lot of artifacts from that. I do remember you see that when you, there's a little trail that goes from Mm -hmm. the the parking Mm -hmm. area. So you can, you can either 
drive this sort of circular road right up to the plantation, mm-hmm. or you can park right next to Bulo Creek and take a little trail that goes through the woods to it. Yeah, and there is the that's where those um, Ryan oh so, ruins that Ryan just mentioned. Are, right, I think it's by a pavilion or maybe some restrooms over there. It's right, right next to some other more modern structure. Yeah, they, it's kind of a displays of some of the stuff they found mm-hmm. in explanation of what happened there. Because, yeah, they, they cooked the sugar cane up yes. and, and there was a whole process of it. And, and that's what was what, the byproduct of that? Do you remember? Molasses. Molasses. And what's the byproduct of that? Rum. Rum, which they also used, unfortunately, uh, as payment, correct? Yeah. Uh, for uh, slavery. Hmm. Um, kind of a trade. It's like a circular thing there. But the, um, so at the ruins too, you, you were talking about that too, the artifacts. I think that's a place that has artifacts that are in like a, a clear thing that's like air conditioned. Oh yeah. Something. Yeah. I think uh, that there might. And sometimes I get my locations mixed up, but I believe there's an old, uh, canoe that they found I think so. in and, there as well. And it's like climate controlled right next to the, uh, I think so. But right, yeah. right next to the ruins. At least it was behind glass. I know that mm-hmm. much. It's been a little while since I've been there. The artifacts are climate controlled, but you're outside sweating looking yes. at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because it's right there, right next to the, the yeah. ruins. Mm-hmm. Did you press your face up against the glass to cool off or something? <laughs> now can, we're yeah. seasoned Floridians. Yes. We just used our sweat to cool off. <laughs> there you go. That's they did a little trail right around the, the ruins there that you could check yeah. out. You just kind of like, it's kind of self-guided, like you just walk on these old walkways and stuff. But I mean, you can, you, you basically walk through the, the ruins of the sugar mill. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like it's gated off that you can't get right up close to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. I just, I really liked seeing the, the scorch marks. I don't know if it's cement. Uh, Tabby was, um, was where they would just crush up shells and use water and, um, and make like a cement and they would throw shells into it. So if you look at the uh, Kingsley Plantation, uh, the the quarters for the enslaved peoples there were tabby, and you could, and it's pretty durable. There's tabby structures now. Coquina it just naturally forms, kind of like we talked about uh, at Washington Oaks, or they have the Coquina uh, King's Coquina Quarry at Anastasia, where it's just it forms naturally in its mind. Uh, I'd have to look that up, but anyways, that's tabby. It's tabby. Yep. It is um, concrete made from crushed oyster shells, lime, salt, and water originally. Tabby was uh, covered, usually with stucco, but today most ruins are exposed oyster concrete. Mm, there you go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Ta-da! <laughs> Another thing at the um, at the plantation ruins there, at the, the main parking area, there, well, I guess they have the area where the house used to be there, but there's nothing left at all, like right next to where the creek is. Uh, But they have a kayak launch there. And I understand that you, you have to hit the tides just right, but -hmm. you can go up the creek and, uh, and come back down. And I heard, I think I've talked to somebody when I was there that, that, that did it often or, or somebody had mentioned to me along the way at some point that that's a really pretty paddle and I've never done it. We should go out there sometime. You know, if we still have enough gas in our tanks after Addison Blockhouse, <laughs> we could do it. It's a date. Mm-hmm. I'll bring. I'll bring my old behemoth. I have this massive. I was like, that's not a nice thing to say about your dog. 
No. My, <laughs> what? You want to bring? You want to bring Smelly Roscoe? With? He can stay in your kayak. The old behemoth. <laughs> Dixie likes riding on the front of the kayak. Yeah, I'll take Dixie. You guys can take Roscoe. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, about a year ago, I came home and what appeared to be an abandoned hunting dog with very sad eyes was sitting on my porch and I didn't have the heart to call animal control because I knew what his fate would be. So I took him in and he's, he just stays on my back porch. I took him to the vet, make sure he's all clean. And you he's know. just as sweet as he is stinky. Yes. <laughs> he turns on the charm to get treats and then he goes about his way. Once he gets them, <laughs> you no longer exist. <laughs> but he does. He's, he's, a, he's a con artist. That's what he is. He's, uh, he's pretty effective. So I don't I don't know much about Haw Creek, and Haw Creek was part of the um, Tomoka Basin Parks, um, and it's 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 located to the the west there, I guess. Yeah, a little bit to the west. Um, I've paddled around that area, so I have to look at a map to see exactly what Haw Creek was. I know it's a paddling state park. I've paddled the area. And I was pretty sure I paddled it, but then when I looked at like the address of where the launch is, then I had some questions. So it's pretty rural. It's it's out by Crescent Lake, um, which is is kind of a, a interesting little peninsular area um, between Lake George and and uh, I guess Crescent Lake. Is, uh, Maybe we can do like this this uh, this winter. Yeah, this fall do a little camping. That's yeah, a lot a of paddling paddle. we could get, we could get in with. I have to strap a uh, little Tory onto my back or something. Oh yeah, keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, you're ruining our plans. <laughs> hey, the 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 little little baby will love it. Yeah, what's when's your due date? September nineteenth. Oh, I have a feeling it might be sooner. Yeah, maybe I'm just wishing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to say that that Chelsea is is quite the trooper. Uh, a little over a month ago, we hiked the very aggressive Toria State Park, and Chelsea was like leading the charge. <laughs> I did hear uh, the the later on uh, someone saying I was kind of hoping you would back out because then I wouldn't feel bad. I'd be like, oh, I'll keep you company. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm nope. going. <laughs> you can sit here. <laughs> Chelsea, she was very smart. Uh, she she made us all like these fantastic peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we stuffed them in our pack. So there's plenty of sandwich breaks. And <laughs> that was great. But I was impressed because uh, I was kind of hiking the Pioneer Trail over here just to condition myself a little bit with the inclines. And then you know, Chelsea's just trudging up them no problem with a smile on her face. The, the smile is fading, but uh, I'm still, you know, doing what I can. <laughs> yeah. Should we touch on, um, it's, so it's not part of the the Tomoka Basin necessarily, but Gamble Rogers uh, State Park is right there. Yes. So I, I stopped by there just to hike the trail. So, I, you know, I saw the, you know, the beach access. They had a nice little trail. I love this coastal kind of scrubs, you know, where it's like very dense, but small you know, oaks and whatnot. And that just, it has it. It's not a long trail, but it's one where like every 10 feet is just something to take in. It looks like a, so we've never camped there, but there is a, it's one of the few campsites that's right on the beach. That's pretty close. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely on the beach side of A1A. Um, it definitely looks like it's more geared towards RVs and mm -hmm. there's, there's yes. never spots available. 
yeah, so you saw that too. You looked at it. Yeah, yeah. I I did not camp or anything, but I saw all the RVs and the campsites. I said, oh, you know what? I want to stop by and just check this little nature trail out. That's where we saw the pelicans, though. Oh, that was that was interesting. On the on the other side, um, they were all the hovering, correct? And they were they were flying up about maybe uh, six feet, and then and then diving, and they had this obviously this system of catching. Fish and and they're all was, concentrated into this tiny area. It was very strange. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before or since. No, it was like there five pelicans, so many and they, were, they yeah. would fly up six feet and then drop right into the, uh, into the water. And <laughs> no kidding, getting, getting tons of fish, like shooting fish in a barrel. Huh? They were using <laughs> shotguns, huh? <laughs> pelicans are they're quick learners. All right. Well, that about does it for time. So if you want to hit some of these parks in this area, a lot of history, if you like history. If you don't, there's fishing, kayaking, hiking, all kinds of stuff to take a look at. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, enjoy Florida responsibly. Thank you for listening to the Florida Madcaps. We hope today's episode was enjoyable. Your input is important to us. If there is a topic that you would like to know more about, please let us know. The Florida Madcaps is presented in partnership with the Florida Springs Council, the only nonprofit advocacy organization focused solely on protecting our Florida Springs. Get a free spring sticker and join the Florida Springs Council at floridaspringscouncil.org slash madcaps. As a token of our appreciation, we are giving away a free Madcap sticker to anyone who leaves us a review. All you have to do is send us your contact information to the email provided in our show notes. We will take care of the rest. Thank you for being a part of the Florida Madcaps community.